You're listening to the Stoked Research Surf Therapy Podcast. I'm Jamie Marshall, MSc and PhD researcher. Join me and my inspiring guests as we explore how surf therapy is changing the lives of people across the globe. Hello everyone and welcome to the Stoked Research Surf Therapy Podcast. I'm delighted today to be in amazing, beautiful, awesome, new favorite place in the world, San Diego, with the just as awesome Natalie Small from the Groundswell Community Project. Um, we're, I'm really stoked. This is my first ever podcast on a yacht. We're actually recording this on the ocean, which I think is really rad for what we're going to talk about. But yeah, Natalie, hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome um, to the yacht. Yeah. <laughs> Just to clarify, this yacht is a 28-foot sailboat. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> For me, that's a yacht. A yacht's a yacht. Um... Natalie, can you just just tell us a bit about yourself? Tell us how you how you came into surfing. You know, just just give give the guys and girls listening a little bit about yourself. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm originally from North Carolina, and grew up on the water on the nose of my dad's sailboard, um, and sailing with my family. And then moved out to California when I was ten, and absolutely hated it. Um, there was seaweed in the ocean. The, the water was cold, and so it wasn't until I turned fifteen and could start driving that California really started to become home. Um, and that all happened because I started surfing and I found home in the water. And so, yeah, and then have surfed ever since. And it's gone from something that I would do for myself and my alone time and kind of my space to decompress from a day and wash everything off and, um, and start fresh. Um, cause the ocean could hold whatever emotion I was bringing for her. And then now it's turned into an empowering community space where I forget that equality isn't always in the water because every time I paddle out, I have a crew of amazing ladies that are out there bringing stoke and good vibes. And I forget that sometimes we paddle out and there's only one woman in the water. <laughs> so it's shifting. Yeah. Hmm. Not holding any punches there. Straight in with the, the inspirational stuff. I love there it. There you go. <laughs> one thing I have to clarify, when you say cold, mm-hmm. how cold are we talking? Oh, like I wear a spring suit in the summer. Not oh. even, No. I wear a spring suit up until like November. Yeah. And then I wear my 3-2 in the winter. And occasionally I'll wear booties because it, there's rocks on the bottom. That sounds awful. <laughs> it's really, really awful. rough. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So cold. So miserable. I, yeah. <laughs> That's why I leave in the wintertime. I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. I really hope you come surf in Scotland sometime. <laughs> uh, wear all my wetsuits. <laughs> yeah. One on top of the other. That's it. Double it. Um, no. Yeah. That's really cool. You, you touched a little bit on there about taking some amazing ladies surfing Mm -hmm. you're the founder of the groundswell community project yeah Mm -hmm. um can you just tell us about that because i've i've heard about it and i think it's just awesome but but tell everyone all Mm, about it thank you um yeah so my professional background is i'm a marriage and family therapist with um my focus on trauma recovery through using the arts and so um i am a trainer with first aid arts that does trauma recovery trainings using the arts for um, lay people and therapists that work in third world countries, specifically with women getting out of sex trafficking. And so Mm -hmm. it gives them a way to um, be able to process their trauma without having to talk about it because lots of times there's language barriers or cultural barriers that keep um, people from being able to speak on that. And so the arts give a, give a space to be able to express that and, and process it. And through that, during all the trainings, one of the questions we ask is, what is your favorite art modality? And I realized my favorite art modality is surfing. And so was able to take 
um, our surf or our art therapy program and completely just shift it into surf therapy. And so it's using positive psychology, mindfulness, um, art therapy tactics, group dynamics, and instead of painting and Mm -hmm. art, we're doing surfing. And so it's bringing women together from all different backgrounds that have experienced trauma, are overcoming uh, alcohol and drug addictions, abuse, to depression, anxiety, or just self-confidence pieces, eating disorders, um, homelessness, basically anybody that's experienced anything in their life, Mm -hmm. being able to come together as a group of women, letting go of all those labels and all those traumas that have tried to define us and just coming together as humans in the water. And through the through the art of surfing, actually being able to find your own artistic self and express that strength and beauty that we each have. That's yeah, so awesome to hear. And can you can you tell us a bit about, you know, what it's like a day at the beach with the Groundswell Community Project? Yeah. What's it, yeah. We pull up in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. What's it like? Um, so this year has shifted because now we have a surf bus which has changed everything. Um, can, can you tell people about the surf bus? Because yeah. it's, it's like peak <laughs> California. It's rad. It's pretty ridiculous. I can't drive around that, in that thing and be angry because everybody's throwing me shakas all day long. Um, so when we first started, I was driving a Lincoln Town car and would pile up 10 surfboards on top of that and would still get shakas driving through town. <laughs> um, but uh, a local, a local co- company... Donated, donated the bus to us because they saw us cruising around. They're like, you probably need something different. Um, and so now we have our own boards that have been donated, a bus that's been donated, and everything is all there, ready to go. And it's a, a short yellow school bus that says surf bus on it instead of school bus. And kids come up all the time. They're like, why is there a school bus at the beach, Mom? And she's like, it's not a school bus, honey. It's a surf bus. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so pull up in that and volunteers help me unload all the gear and we circle up and do a volunteer check-in, um, basically allowing our volunteers to get grounded and present as well. And so we do a, what do you want to leave on land and what do you want to find in the ocean today? And then go over the, the flow of the day and our, um, you know, like our, our points of like therapeutic goals and surf goals for the women. And then the women show up and we circle up and do... Uh, grounding a grounding experience um, that connects into that flows into what we'll be learning about surf wise and therapeutic wise Um, and those topics range from everything of like celebrating failure to celebrating um, the success of our surf sisters to uh, breath work and how that combines with our pop-ups and so just kind of weaving all the different themes that the ocean naturally teaches you when you're out there but bringing attention and, and intention to it um and so yeah we get together do group yoga group grounding and then break up into one-on-ones and so you each each surf sister has a surf sister mentor um that she has to check in with speak fears out loud so that way you don't have to hold them by yourself um and then they hop in the water work on their goals together um come back out and we touch base again on what mother ocean has taught them through their experience that day and then give a big group hug and continue on and so it's a and we do them in the evenings after work and so it's a great like midweek regrounding and getting connected to yourself and then being able to take that back into your life back on land Mm-hmm. And where, where did it all come from? Like, was this a, is this a lightning bolt in the blue? What, what, how, <laughs> how did this, yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of it stems from this, from the art therapy programs that mm-hmm. I was um, giving trainings for. And so it's an eight week, pro, eight week program um, with the goal of by the end of eight weeks, you not only walk away learning, knowing 
how to surf and feeling confident paddling out on your own, but you have a community of surf sisters to continue keeping each other accountable and getting in with, and then also going and giving back. And so at the end of eight weeks, we do a give back day where we all come together and um, support another local nonprofit um, that does something with ocean or, or therapy. Um, and yeah, I think it was just recognizing, well, uh, there's a couple different pieces that brought it all together. But um, I was teaching surfing for little girls, and the moms would be dropping off their daughters and be like, oh, man, I wish I had had a, something like this when I was a kid, or I'm too old, or I'm not in shape, there's no way I could do that now. And knowing and recognizing that we all belong out there and providing opportunities for people to recognize that they do have the strength and the beauty and the ability to do more than they actually think that they can. Um, and lots of times people just need the extra support in order mm-hmm. to maximize their, themselves in the world. Do you have on that, because I love the I love the sort of journey you're, you're mm-hmm. sharing there, um, and obviously there's no no need to tell any names or mm-hmm. anything. Do you have any like any anecdotes, any stories that that mm. can help us uh, help us you know be there on the beach with you through this? Yeah. Um, so one of our women, she had just gotten out of a, an abusive relation or abusive marriage, and had escaped to California from the Midwest with her daughter. And, um, and part of her journey to California was to like literally to touch base with her inner mermaid and to form a relationship with the ocean. She had never, she'd been to the ocean, I think once when she was a child and hadn't been back. And so she moved out to California, started taking swimming lessons, um, and signed up for our surf therapy program. And so the first four weeks of the program, she'd wear a life jacket, wouldn't put her head underneath the water. Just, it was a big feat, just walking into the waves and being able to feel the, the movement of the ocean. And our last, one of our last surf sessions, I was partnered with her and we we're holding hands and this, this wave comes and we're like, okay, we're going under. And we just dove straight underneath and popped up on the other side. And her face was full of tears on the other side of the wave. And it wasn't tears of fear or anxiety. It was tears of release and her being able to finally, she was like, I finally get it. Underneath all the chaos on top, there is calm and there is stillness and there's like power there. And, um, and it was, yeah, I'm going to get emotional talking about it. (laughs) Um, It's a safe space. Yeah, (laughs) it is literally. Um, but yeah. And so being able to, for her to feel in her body that there is calm underneath the chaos when everything in her life was uprooted and completely chaotic and so much anxiety and so much fear and so much self-doubt. And underneath the white water of every wave, there's just the ocean. Mm-hmm. And being able to know that you can always go into that space. It doesn't go anywhere. Um, and it's just so simple. Yeah. And it's beautiful. So. That's, that's really awesome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and San Diego isn't the only place that you guys are doing stuff, is it? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're currently packing up to go somewhere rather exotic, aren't you? Yeah. Um, we, we have a base in in. Peru, and then we have Surf Sisters in Cuba that we're also working with right now, and I can't say much about that because of the political situations, yes. but <laughs> um, but yeah, basically the hope, the long-term hope for Groundswell is to be support, be supports for women in their communities that are looking to empower other women through surfing, and so there's one woman in Cuba that surfs, and we're looking forward to being able to support her and developing a surf therapy program there. Um, and then we have been in Peru for the last five years 
building an Empowerment Girls Surf Club. And this summer we'll be going back and doing the Empowerment Surf Camp for their summer mm-hmm. vaca- for their summer break um, and bringing more kids into a relationship with the ocean and surf therapy and ocean conservation. And through that, um, the automatically just automatically grows a desire to do something powerful in their lives um, and to recognize that they are capable and that they do have something to give. Um, so yeah, so that's where we're heading. And then in the California, where San Diego in uh, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And San Francisco is actually kind of funny because we have our, our, we run our program in Ocean Beach in San Diego. And we had a whole bunch of women sign up thinking that it was Ocean Beach, San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> and so the day of the program, they're all texting me being like, I'm looking up the directions and this doesn't like, I don't quite understand. It doesn't quite match where we're going or the, where, where, I, how I know the beach. And then we finally realized that we were talking about two different ocean beaches and Ocean Beach, San Francisco is like a very heavy, intense wave. And so they're like, are you sure it's safe to learn there? I'm like, yeah, totally fine. We totally got you. You're not alone. And I'm like, yeah, that probably wouldn't be the best beach yeah. to learn on. <laughs> and so because they're, they were really interested in um, really de- desiring the program, um, I was like, okay, we, we can come to you. And so we went up to them and did a program for them. And since then have been able to connect with um, some art therapy programs that work with women getting out of the foster care system, so 18 and over, um, and then also women getting out of sex trafficking and doing programs specifically for their organizations. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's kind of the fun part of Groundswell. It's if there's a need, we can be creative and figure out how to match that and how to be there and get more women in the water. I love it. That's beautiful. I have, like, <laughs> you know, completely accidental mm-hmm. almost, but that, that's, so, <laughs> that's so beautiful. And I guess that shows the power of this, you know, mm-hmm. the, the people really do want to access it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet you mentioned in Peru, is that is that working with many women again, or is it more kids? And it's So the thing that we found in Peru is that there just isn't a lot of women in general in the water at all. Um, and so being able to empower the community as a whole um, empowers women as well. And so being able to get the boys and the girls all together and practicing equity in the water as it doesn't matter if you're a little boy or a little girl, you all belong out there. Um, and then being able to model that for them and what that looks like when we're surfing directly translates to how they interact with each other on, on land. Um, and so through that, um, we do have a girls surf club that the girls can join after, after the summer program if they want. Um, but our summer program is for all the kids just to come together and be kids in the waves together. That's, that's yeah. super rad. So you're essentially chasing an endless summer yeah. while changing the world. Yeah, I, mean, I never want to have to wear a wetsuit. <laughs> yeah, you keep just getting those low blows in, don't you? Um, yeah, that's really cool. And and again, we met at the International Surf Therapy mm-hmm. Organization Conference um, in J-Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, terrible place to meet awful. for a surf conference. Uh, but but can you tell me a little bit about how how aware were you of other surf therapy programs? I know there's quite a few in California, mm-hmm. um, and I know you took me down to an amazing one in in Mexico across the mm-hmm. border, which I definitely want to have a definitely want to talk about. But how much did you know about what was going on in this 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 sector? And yeah, um, I I didn't know it was happening. I literally thought that I was all alone in doing it. Um, and to be honest, I didn't want to start a nonprofit. I wanted to help another pro- nonprofit that was already doing it to just support them and then provide this extra, maybe an additional program specifically for women. Um, but 
three years ago when I started looking into it, I couldn't find anything. Um, and so, so yeah, so being able to go to the International Surf Therapy Conference was my first time being in a room full of surf therapy, surf therapy practitioners. And it was so powerful to know that I'm not alone in it and that the work I'm doing is legitimate and valued and people get it. Because um, most conversations are trying to explain it to people that it's not just some hippie magic, but there's there's therapy and there's like science and um, psychology behind it. And so being able to be in a community of people that get it and are actively practicing it and experience those little magic moments every single day when they're running programs, um, it was really powerful and kind of gave me the extra encouragement to really run with it and recognize that Groundswell isn't a like something that I'm doing for this season of my life, but it is a career path and a profession. So it's been powerful. <laughs> That's really cool. Really cool. Mm-hmm. And are you, you, you've, you've sort of thrown yourself all in with the mm-hmm. international side of things. Um, can you tell me a bit about, like we went down to Mexico mm-hmm. and had a great time, got some waves, amazing tacos. Yeah, my first time it was dreaming, <laughs> but we also volunteered with that awesome program there. Mm-hmm. Um, can you, Tell me a bit about how you came across that and what you've done that before. But also tell me, as someone who runs a surf therapy program, how is it just to switch it up and then just be a volunteer again and just, yeah. It's so refreshing. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, I frequent Baja as often as I can. Um, It's my personal escape from everything in in awful San Diego to be able to get down there and eat real tacos and um, get in the water and have waves that aren't crowded. But... Um, the surf program that we, uh, volunteer with in Mexico is, um, Lugales, and it's run by the local surf shop in Rosarito. And Carlos Luna is amazing and he has the, the heart of surf therapy. Um, and so he could easily just keep on charging for surf lessons and keep that rolling, but has been able to shift his surf school from just surf lessons to, he teaches people how to surf and he's like, Hey, now it's your turn to do something with this and give back. And then he trains those people how to how to teach in the water. And then everybody comes down and does surf therapy programs for kids that are um, that are living with a disability or in an orphanage or from low income schools and just brings them together, gets them in the water for a day. And the smiles are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. The stoke in the water. Um, and, and yeah, so like an example from the day that we were there down there together we were all paddling out surfing, blast of a time, and then all of a sudden the lineup fills up with a bunch of sups of tandem riders and kids in life jackets that are like starting off crying and screaming because it's extremely scary to completely loving it and wiping out and getting up and doing it again and standing up and and the whole time they they have their surf buddy, they're completely safe. Um, and for a lot of them they don't trust anybody else aside from their parents. And so they're Mm -hmm. very isolated in their relational abilities. And for them to trust a stranger to take them out on a board and have that experience together is powerful in itself. But yeah, it's beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. It's so cool. It was so cool. Like Mm -hmm. it felt so like raw, like, Mm -hmm. like you say, a massive shout out to Carlos. What's his, what's his, Carlos Luna with Localis. Just a massive shout out to those Mm -hmm. guys because they're, you know, they're doing it without lots of resources. Mm-hmm. They're just cracking on doing it because of the love, which is just so cool to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, no, I had a whale of a time down there. Um, it's just so good. But yeah, um, and, and, and 
just in terms of like groundswell itself where do you see it going next what are the next chapters what are the next paths you're exploring um so we're looking at uh taking it to the next to the next level as far as therapeutically it goes um so up until esto international surf therapy org i was super hesitant to call it therapy and to walk down that path um because i'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and so i was worried about it not being um like ethically concrete with the legalities of marriage and family therapy in, in California. Um, and then getting to hear from all these other surf therapy organizations that have insurance covering some of their costs um, because it's seen as a medical, it's a, me- it's a medical clinic, um, helped me realize like, okay, there is a path towards this being a, like a professional clinical experience. And so I'm working towards getting my supervision license so then I can have marriage and family therapy and counseling interns come and run programs and then supervise them towards their hours towards licensure. And so we're working together with ISTO and other organizations to build a surf therapy training um, where people can come and either train to be actual facilitators and instructors or also just as volunteers um, that would cover trauma awareness and education to safe practices in the water for surf therapy and different um, group dynamics and all those great things. And so with the with the idea of doing that, then I won't be the one running all the programs, which allows us to provide more programs and, and, and match the need of women that have been reaching out to us. And so that would be next year, and then the following years would be finding places that have the interest and have the women that are eager and like itching for it. I get emails every week from women around the world that are like, how do we make this happen here? It needs to happen. Um, and so that would give us the foundation to be able to do the trainings and get them well equipped um, and give them the support they need in order to have groundswell communities around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the long-term goal is to create safe havens in each of those locations where women that are traveling have a safe place to stay um, and integrate with women in the local communities. And so it would be a safe haven for women in the local community as well as women travelers to come together with the United like with the connective tissue of Mother Ocean as the thing that connects them um, and give back to each other and be in community with each other. And so, yeah, that's the goal. That's the, it's so inspirational. And, and again, just really cool to hear, and I have to be very conscious that I'm a white male over here, <laughs> but like seeing surfing being used for something really positive with women, mm-hmm. because I'm sure, I'm sure you have certain feelings about the way women have been treated in surf media and surf marketing in the past. I mean, massive props to the WSL, was it, was it last week or mm-hmm. two weeks ago, you yeah. know, announcing that it's That's going huge. to be equal pay. <laughs> um, I mean, programs like yours seem to be one of the key things that are going to change that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, do you, do you think we're on the right path in surfing? I mean, we can never make up for what we've done previously. Um, but do you think do you think that with programs like yours... There is a shift going oh, on. 100%. And you can, I mean, with the WSL taking those steps to have equal pay and equal points, um, that in in itself starts to change the culture that kids are growing up in. Because um, little girls can dream about becoming professional surfers as a career. Whereas before, it was more of a, like, oh, you can do it for fun, but that's not something that you could do as a career. And now it's it'll shift into that, which is really exciting. Um and even just surf industry, they're starting to make bathing suits that actually stay on. And that's happened within this last year. And so 
as more women are engaging in their like strength and beauty in the water, culture catches up to that. And uh, I talk with guy friends in the water all the time about what their perspective is of more women in the water. And none of them have said that it's a negative thing. All of them are like women bring a, like a balance into the lineup and a different type of stoke and are able to bring something that, that we can't. And it's important that we're out there. And so to have men speaking, speaking into that truth as well as women, it's just creating a platform for, for real change to take place. And so I can easily see like the next generation of Groms having no idea that this was a norm. Hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. And you forgot to mention the girls are ripping now. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, yourself <laughs> included, like, you know, it's so cool going out line up and yeah, everyone, mm-hmm. everyone is ripping. Mm-hmm. Um, just to, just to sort of maybe move away from the surf therapy a second. Mm-hmm. You have a pretty cool lifestyle. Um, I love my life. <laughs> we're, we're, we're on your, I'm still calling it a yacht. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll accept that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, can you tell me a little bit about that lifestyle? Cause I mean, I can't believe, firstly, I can't believe yesterday you let me steer your home. I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure I'd trust someone to do that, but, uh, but can you tell, tell us about, you know, running a professional organization, doing all that while, you know, living on the boat, driving the surf bus. I mean, there, there, there must be young people hopefully listening to this potentially some older guys and girls too Mm -hmm. who are like wow that's the kind of lifestyle i love because it is you know it's pretty rad it's pretty out there but what you're doing is amazing and super professional at the same time thank you um yeah i think one of the main things i've learned through being a therapist is the importance of self-love um and the way i live my life is to make sure that i'm constantly engaging myself in that and giving myself time for that because I couldn't do the work I do if I didn't put energy into that and so my home is literally like my little sanctuary my fort everything in here has meaning and stories and connects me to my my journey and and myself um and being able to live on the water and wake up in the morning and pop my head out and see like not just see the water in the distance but literally like I can smell it I can feel it I know it like instantly connects me with the world around me um, rather than just going from bubble to bubble. And I, I know for myself, I can get in my head really quickly when I'm like doing all the behind the scenes stuff of groundswell and running a nonprofit and doing this and doing that. And my brain just starts buzzing and it's a, it's positive, but I also need to be connected to my body and connected to the earth. And so being on a boat, you kind of don't have a choice. <laughs> and so it like makes me be connected and makes me be full. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It gives, and it uses a different part of my brain. And so I run Groundswell full time, but then I also work on boats. So I'm a chef and a deckhand and a captain. Um, and when I get a chance to like hop in a kitchen and cook amazing food using amazing ingredients that we just caught from a fishing trip that are like crazy fresh, um, it uses a completely different part of my brain and an opportunity to be creative in a different way. And it refreshes me to be able to, when I hop back on land, to be full throttle and connected to myself and therefore able to connect with others more powerfully. Um, yeah, if you ever get an opportunity to live on a boat, do it. <laughs> you won't regret so, it. I don't think there's many people. You, you have me converted, so uh, yeah, 
Um, I need to find a boat with really thick insulation for home. But yeah, no. <laughs> with icicles on the inside. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Sleep in a ski jacket. Um, that's really, really cool. And and this, I think this ties into what you were just talking about there with the way you live your life, but also ties into your your journey, you know, surfing and surf mm. therapy. What does surfing mean to you? Mm. Hmm. Um, I feel like surfing is it's like a religion it's every part of your being um it is the way I connect to myself the way I connect to others and the way I connect to the world around me and um it's a way to feel you're part of you're part of something and it's very empowering and makes you feel big but also extremely tiny at the same time um it's a place it's a safe place that I can feel safe to express and emote and just be exactly how I am and then it also completely wrecks me (laughs) and humbles me and makes me cry in frustration at times um so yeah I feel like it's surfing is always what it's supposed to be and I've never regretted paddling out um and so to be able to share that that gift with other women has just been I don't know really powerful and exciting and it reconnects me to why I do it every time yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's, no, that's really cool. And thank yeah, thank you for mm-hmm. sharing. If people want to find out a bit more about Groundswell, if they want to get involved potentially, um, who knows? You might get some. I don't know where our listeners are, but you could get some some inquiries from around the world. But um, if they want to find out more, if they want to get in touch, how can they do that? Um, you can always follow us on Instagram. All the great social feeds: um, Instagram, Facebook, website. You can call me. (laughs) Um, Yeah, just I love hearing from people and hearing their stories and how they got to where they're at and where they're hoping to go and how Groundswell could potentially help out. And so, yeah, wherever you are, I mean, why not? Let's do a surf therapy program in Antarctica. (laughs) You can provide the wetsuits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on that old Kelly Slater surfing game, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, that's super rad. Um, and we'll make sure to put all your all your links and, mm-hmm. and make sure they're available. Awesome. Um, yeah, well, thank you, Natalie. Thank you so much for, for coming on and sharing that awesome stuff with us. Thank you for welcoming us aboard. Uh-huh. Thank you for coming aboard. That's awesome. And <laughs> do you have do you have any shout-outs for Groundswell that you want to make while we're here? Oh, so many. I mean, we wouldn't be where we are without everybody that's been supportive and helping. And um, I mean, my mom. My grandma, <laughs> my grandma's yes. turning a hundred and uh-huh. she's the, like the powerhouse woman that I would always love to be. And she was revolutionary for her time. And so, yeah, I'll, I'll give this one to my grandma. <laughs> yeah. That's so rad. Stop being so inspirational. <laughs> but yeah, Natalie, thank you so much. And yeah. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> If you would like to find out more or get in touch, please check out our website at www.stokeresearch.com or follow us on Instagram at at stokeresearch. As always, a massive thank you to our principal partners, the Wave Garden Scotland, who make all of this possible, bringing the world's first cold water wave pool to Edinburgh in 2020. And stay tuned for the next Stoke Research Surf Therapy podcast coming soon.